Welcome to Breaking Butterfly, the podcast for the girls who want more out of life. I'm your host, Maddie Maple, confidence and business coach, motivational speaker, and six-figure entrepreneur. I'm here to lead you into ultimate confidence, feminine leadership, and help you create the life of your dreams. So if you're ready for your next up level, let's go. guys before we get into today's episode i have a very special announcement if you are sick of your nine to five sick of being broke sick of being stuck in the same place and you are ready for freedom and abundance it all starts with having your own business your own online business and lucky for you guys i have created a brand new program finally and it is called Unlock Your Freedom, and doors are now open. This program is your complete guide to being fully empowered and fully educated to make money online, and I am so excited about this, you guys. Like, you guys all know I have been having the experience of a lifetime these past, like, four months, and it would not have been able to be a reality for me if it weren't for my online business and the freedom that that creates for me. So I just knew that I had to create a program to teach you guys everything I know from A to Z of online business. And this is like half course, half group coaching program. So depending on how much support you're desiring, you can take this program just as a course where you're watching the lessons or you can opt in for some more like hands-on support from me in a group coaching, uh, in a group coaching format. Um, And like I said, this program will literally give you everything you need from the mindsets, the tools, the resources, just to like be a badass self-sufficient CEO in general, all the way to like the strategies and foundational business wisdom that you need to actually make sales and actually make money in your business. This program will truly help you guys unlock your freedom and it is also, you know, I want to mention like the the perfect mix between spirituality and manifestation and also the actual logistics and, and strategies that you need. So it's going to be not too woo-woo, not too masculine and rigid, right in the middle, all of the energetics, all of the strategies that you need to make money online and unlock your freedom. So If you guys are interested, the link is going to be in the show notes to read more about it and to apply. Um, An early bird ends 7-11, so it ends July 11th, and then the price will go up. Um, With early bird, you're receiving, I'm pretty sure it's like $250 off, plus my Making Selling Sexy Masterclass and Make Waves Masterclass for free. So it's my like both of those masterclasses are like three hours long and they go in depth on sales and in depth on in depth on um, podcasting. And so those are both like over $200 value. So you'll be receiving $250 off plus those two masterclasses if you apply by 7-11. So if you're interested and you want an in on this program, just click the link in the show notes and get ready to unlock your freedom. All right, guys, now for the episode. 
Hello guys and welcome back to the Breaking Butterfly podcast or if you are new here, a very special welcome. I am so, 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 so grateful to have you here with me today. (laughs) Hello, I hope everyone is doing well and having a beautiful day today. I am so excited to be sitting down and um, recording this episode today. Uh, today's episode is going going to be a solo episode, and it is going to be just the lessons that I have learned in these past couple months. I have shared a little bit about my experience, a couple stories here and there, but I wanted to really sit down and um, share just some of the like most important life lessons that I have learned throughout like this crazy phase of my life, this transformative phase of my life. And if you are new here, um, I left my relationship about four months ago to be a digital nomad and to travel the world. And um, so far, I have been living in Costa Rica, in Tulum, um, in England. I'm about to go back to England, travel Europe a little bit, go to Barcelona, Spain for the first time. Um, And then I'll be back in Tulum for the winter. So, um, yeah, I've just kind of been all over the place, definitely hoping to go to some other countries super soon, like Thailand and Bali and um, like Tokyo and like I want to go everywhere. Um, But these past three months, yeah, I've been in like Costa Rica, Tulum, England. um, And right now I'm, I'm back in Utah. I'm just staying with my family for a little bit because honestly, guys, like I'm like, I'll, I'll be honest right here, right now. I am so burnt out, like, I can't even think about, like, traveling to a different country right now, even though I'm leaving for England in, like, a week, but I'm just, like, sober out. It's been so nice to just, like, be at home with my family for just, like, a couple weeks to just, like, ground and rest and, um, yeah, it was, it was after Electric Forest that I came home and I was, like, oh my god, like, I need to chill for a sec because these past four months, I have just been like, go, go, go. I have literally not had a moment to myself to just breathe. Um, But within that, like I said, a lot of lessons have been learned um, just from the little bit of traveling that I have been doing. And yeah, I kind of just want to like dive into those and, and share some of these lessons and also just talk about my experience, you know, with the breakup and how that's been going and how I've been like processing all of that. Um, and yeah, there's just been, there's been a lot. I feel like I've lived so many lifetimes in these past couple months. Um, like (laughs) yeah, some of the experiences that I have had have just been like absolutely mind-blowing honestly, like mind-blowing. I don't even know how, like, how else to explain it. And I actually kind of struggle with, like, sharing some of my experiences and, like, telling some of the stories because I almost, like, I'm not a very good storyteller. Like, my friend Bianca, she's so good at telling stories and she does, like, amazing story times on her TikTok. She's, like, an amazing writer. She used to do, like, screenwriting um, and, like, write screenplays, whatever. And I'm always like, Bianca, how do you do it? You just like articulate it so well. And for me, I'm just like, (laughs) like all I can say is like, 
oh yeah and it was crazy it was so crazy and then this happened it was insane it was crazy but I don't know how to actually articulate like my emotions and the experience and like how it actually was if that makes sense I don't know if that makes sense I'm just not good at telling the stories I'm just like yeah it was crazy um but like my experiences have been yeah just just insane and hopefully I can articulate them and tell some of them um throughout this episode just as I share some of like the lessons that I have learned um so let's just dive right into it so the first thing that I wanted to share, number one, number one lesson. And what's funny is I actually read like this lesson um, on like a TikTok before I even learned it for myself and like integrated it for myself. I saw this TikTok and it was like, just because you're sad doesn't mean that you made the wrong decision. And I was like, oh, interesting. Like, I, I don't think I've ever like just heard that perspective before, heard anybody say that. Um, but of course, it didn't really like resonate with me at the moment. So I was like, okay, nice, cool. Uh, and then I went through what I just went through of, of leaving my relationship. And like the first two or three weeks were so hard. Like, and there's still been hard moments like moving forward, but those first two to three weeks, like, it was fucking rough, you guys. And so, the, yeah, the first lesson I really wanted to share that I really, really learned and like has fully landed for me in my experience is that, yeah, feeling sad or missing someone doesn't mean that you made the wrong decision. Um, because at first, like when I first left, and I think that when most people leave a relationship, or they leave a job, or they leave anything that they are, like, attached to, or or they just make a hard decision for themselves in general. Like, just because it was a hard decision and, like, you, you are kind of, like, questioning your decision doesn't mean that it wasn't, like, the right decision or it wasn't the decision for your highest self. I think that sometimes the decisions, like, that we make that are aligned with our higher selves like they're, they are messy and they are difficult and there is going to be like sadness or guilt attached to it. Um, because like if it was an easy decision, well, actually that's not true. I think that some decisions that are for your highest good should just be easy and effortless. Um, but I think it's just important to be aware that a lot of times it's not like the decision that I made was the hardest decision ever. And I questioned it like every single second for probably almost like up to a month um, if it was the right decision. But just because I was questioning it or just because I missed my partner or just because I was sad about the decision that I made didn't mean that I made the wrong decision and that I should go back to my relationship. Um, and I was really letting it feel like that for a while. And I'm so grateful that I had like a really good support system that saw like my the path of my highest self and saw the direction I was going in and saw kind of like the bigger picture for me that helped me stay on track because I think most people when they leave a relationship and then they feel sad and they miss the person they were with they they take that feeling of missing someone as oh I should go back to them and that's not necessarily true missing somebody does not mean that you should go back to them sometimes you just miss somebody because 
of course you're going to miss them, right? Of course you still love them. Of course, like, you're still attached to them. But that doesn't mean that you should be with them, right? And that's like, that is the important piece right there. Just because you miss someone, just because you love someone, just because you're attached to someone doesn't mean that you should be with them. Um, and that and that was hard to like, it's like I saw that TikTok that said that and I and I knew that like consciously, but it was still hard to like work through that and actually allow that lesson to like land and see that for what it was and and like actually understand that because when you're in those emotions, it's so much more intense than you think, right? Like if you've ever had a friend or maybe it was you that like keeps going back to like the toxic relationship over and over and over again, it's like from the outside looking in, you're like, why are they doing that? They're crazy. They're weak. They're stupid, right? Or maybe it's even yourself. You're like, why am I so weak? You're not weak. You just, you don't see the perspective that missing somebody doesn't mean that you need to be with them right? And when you realize that, it actually makes the grief and the sadness and, you know, missing them, it actually makes it more manageable because then you can almost just like sit with those feelings and know that you don't have to do anything about it. You can just sit with those emotions and just feel those emotions, feel those feelings, um, and just like grieve, right? Like I have like literally been going through grief, right? Like the grief of, of, it's the death of uh, not just a relationship, but also the death of you in that relationship. It's almost like an ego death. Like you're literally losing a part of yourself or honestly losing your whole identity and, and recreating a new identity. And so going through that that grief, you know, it's different when you actually lose somebody and they're gone, it's like you don't have the option to bring them back. And so you do just have to sit with those emotions and work through it. But with the death of a relationship, when you do have that option to bring it back, you know, it, you're not weak for going back to it. It's it's normal because, you know, going back to what I was saying, outside looking in, it's like you're so stupid for going back. But when you're in those emotions, like it is so, so, so intense. Um and yeah, I, I experienced some intense emotions in, in those first three weeks where I, yeah, I was definitely questioning everything. Um, and it was, it was a mind fuck. That's what I would call it. That's like the best word to describe it is like a, just a total mind fuck of dancing between knowing it was the right decision for me. And then in those like hard moments when I was missing Henry, it was like, I was a completely different person. I was like, I made the wrong decision. I fucked up. And then I would, and then I would go back. Like, it's almost like I was dancing between these two, like, decisions or mindsets. Um, But yeah, through that and through sitting through those emotions, I really did learn that, you know, and and this doesn't just go for relationships. This goes for, for anything, right? Whether it be a job or, you know, moving out of your hometown or leaving a friendship or, or making a decision in like the, the path that you want to go, like feeling sad does not mean you made the wrong decision. Sometimes it's just a part of the decision that leads you to your higher self. So that is the first lesson that I learned. Um, very important one. The second lesson that I learned was that people are going to 
be angry and upset and triggered by seeing you live your best life. And this was an interesting one to discover, actually. Um, I didn't really expect to, like, experience this in the way that I did. Um, but it was interesting. Like, the, the first way that I experienced this was through TikTok. <laughs> yeah. I made a video that was a little bit... I think I already talked about this on the podcast, actually. Um, but I recorded a video that was a little bit, um, uh, how would I say, like, a little bit overdramatic. I was definitely doing it for the views a little bit, which is, you know, just business strategy. Um, and I was just being really overdramatic about, like, you know, I left my relationship, I left my life, I left everything to go just, like, pursue this, you know, this other life, da-da-da-da-da. And, um people just fucking bashed me. Like, if you go look at the video now, you won't even see all of the comments because I probably blocked hundreds of people. I blocked hundreds of people. Every, like, and oh my god, guys, I was, I was on my retreat in Costa Rica when this was happening, the one that I attended, not hosted, my first one. And it was rough. I'm so grateful that I was with a bunch of other like powerful leaders and content creators um so that like they could help me work through receiving these hateful comments because it was a lot like a lot to process a lot to like wake up and just read people saying like the most hurtful things about you and obviously I was still feeling like a lot of guilt too and so then they were like triggering that in me it was a whole it was a whole thing right yeah I'm pretty sure I already talked about this but anyway people were just so triggered by me leaving, you know, my relationship to go pursue, like, my dream life and to go, like, you know, just create more for myself. And obviously, they're triggered by that because that's probably something that they would want to do. Or, you know, they're not living their dream life, so seeing me live my dream life is so triggering. Or maybe, like, somebody, like, somebody um, got broken up with. Like, somebody left them to go live their dream life, and so they're still hurt by that. Like, how could you do that? How could you leave somebody just because you want more? Like, that's so selfish. And so people were, you know, feeling that off of my energy. Um, It was, it's like a whole bunch of things. But people are so, like, people are going to be so triggered by you living your dream life. And even if it's not to go traveling, even if you are just like pursuing a business or you are leaving a relationship or you are ending a friendship or anything that you're doing because you want more for yourself, people are going to be triggered because they are watching you do something that they wish they could do. People are watching you do something that they wish they had the strength to do. And so they're going to get angry about it. And that was... That was interesting to experience that on TikTok and really have people write some really nasty, hateful comments towards me. Um, And I had to just learn that, like, it's just because people are triggered, right? And it has nothing to do with me and everything to do with with them. Um, But the second way that I experienced this was the way that I was saying I really didn't expect 
to experience it in this way. And that was more along the lines of like friends and family and peers. So when I got back from my first trips to Costa Rica and Tulum, I was gone for about a month and I came home and a lot of my family and friends were like so excited to hear about my journeys, about my experiences. And of course, I mean, I was so excited to come home and share with my loved ones like the most transformative, you know, like pretty much the most transformative month of my life that I have ever had. And a lot of people were so ready to hear about it and asking me questions and just really wanting to hear about it all. Uh, But then I ran into some people that I was so excited to share my experiences with that I felt like just didn't want to hear about it at all. They didn't ask me about it. They didn't ask details. They pretty much were just, you know, like the most that I got was like, how was your trip? And I was like, oh my God, it was absolutely amazing. And then it was like a change of the subject. And I just found it funny, you know, like it's not like I needed their validation or, you know, that I needed to share my experiences with them. But I just started to observe like the types of people that wanted to hear all about it and were so happy for me. And then the types of people that were just like not interested at all. And I feel like if it was one of my loved ones that went on this whole journey and went to different countries and did this whole thing that I would, you know, I I would want to hear about it. And um, it made me start to realize that some people were, you know, maybe uh, just unknowingly or subconsciously just not interested in hearing. I think because they were um, maybe not not jealous, but just kind of like they didn't want to hear about it because it might hurt them because maybe they're wanting to do something like that or they're not at a place in their life that they're enjoying. So they don't really want to hear about my happiness and my successes. And, you know, like I'm not upset about it or I don't think any differently of them or anything like that. It's just I was just observing it. And it just made me realize just how much, you know, when you step out of your comfort zone to create your dream life, like you are just going to get those people that are, it's not that they're not supportive either. They're not, it's not that they're not supportive. It's not that like I'm upset with anyone for not asking me more, anything like that at all. It's just that some people are not going to be as supportive as others because they're just not in at a place in their life to be that that type of supportive you know what I mean um it's kind of like interesting to (laughs) to explain and to talk about because like it's it's by no means like even their fault really it's just that people are going to be triggered People are are triggered by seeing other people's happiness. And that's why we get people who are like, and this isn't even friends and family. This is more like people on the internet and like keyboard warriors. Like this is why we get people that are like judgmental and mean and like just not approving and not respectful. It's just, it has absolutely nothing to do with you. It's just their perception because of where they're at in their life or their feelings or their desires that aren't being fulfilled. 
And so you just kind of have to be prepared for that. And, you know, even if you're not, you know, running off to travel the world, but you're just, you know, leaving a job that is not for you, you know, your coworkers might say some things or your coworkers, you know, you might get like your dream job. And so you're like finishing up your two weeks at your old job and your favorite coworkers, right? You land your dream job and you think they're going to say congratulations or you think that they're going to ask you about your new job and they just don't. They just kind of like turn their cheek and and it's not that they're being unsupportive, but they're just not really engaging in your new life and your new decisions. It's not because they're not excited for you. It's not because they don't love you. It's probably because they hate the job that you guys are at as well and they're wishing that they could find a different job. They're wishing that they could get out of, you know, like the job that you guys were in. And so seeing you level up, seeing you, you know, leave what is not serving you and go into something new, like it's just a lot. And um, yeah, it's just interesting to observe that and navigate that. Uh, But you can't let that, you know, bring you down or stop you. You do just have to have that, that bigger picture perspective of why some people are acting the way that they are. So people are going to be angry. People are going to be triggered. People are going to ignore you. People are not going to ask about you when you go to live your best life. And um, you just can't take it personally. Okay, number three. The third thing that I have learned (laughs) from leaving my relationship to travel the world is that America is kind of lame. <laughs> America is stupid. Um, wow. I didn't realize how many problems America has. I didn't realize the culture that we have created. I didn't realize the toxicity of most environments in America until I left America. And if you've been listening to my podcast for a while or if you've been following me for a while, you've probably heard me talk about traveling and how like I've just never really been interested in traveling. I didn't really get the big deal. Like I just didn't really understand it so much. Um, sorry, I'm taking a sip of my drink. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I just didn't understand really the big deal. Now that I have traveled, I'm like, okay, I get it. I mean, even being back in Utah right now and being in my hometown, like it's a completely different experience than when I was here before. Like I've actually been loving Salt Lake City. And again, if you have listened to my podcast for a while, if you've been following me for a while, you know that I bash on Utah and I bash on Salt Lake City and I don't like it. I am here in front of you today saying that traveling changed my life and that I'm actually falling in love with Utah. Who am I? Like, I don't know even who I am. (laughs) I can't believe I'm even like saying those things out loud, but that is the beauty of growth and humility and changing perspectives and realizing that uh, we don't know shit and to never knack something until you try it, and to be open-minded to new experiences, and be open for change, because these changes have been, like, so beautiful, and and incredibly life-changing for me in a positive way. 
So America is stupid. What do I mean by this? Um, The culture in different countries is so different. And I want to speak to it, you know, almost even from like, like a career perspective and a lifestyle perspective, because one of the big things that I work through with my clients is judgment, right? When somebody is wanting to like kind of get out of like the typical norm that American culture and society has created, it's very difficult because you feel very lonely and you feel like you're crazy and you feel like it's unreal, unrealistic and you feel like you're the only one kind of going down that route because everyone here does just like go to college and get a nine to five job. And so going any other route, you feel like it's unrealistic. You feel like you are the odd one out and everyone is looking at you like you're crazy. But the thing is, when you go to other places, like those places are so filled with creatives and entrepreneurs you know, like all of the people I'd meet were, you know, either had online business or did, you know, facilitated like plant medicine or um, were, were DJs, musicians. And a lot of people were just nothing and they were just being like they either did crypto and were just like living on a farm or they, um, you know, had passive income or did OnlyFans and were just like they just spend their days like surfing or hiking, or whatever the fuck. I don't even know. Like, people are just living. They're not working nine to fives. And they would, like, in America, if you're not working a nine to five, people look at you like you're crazy. In other places, if you are working a nine to five, people look at you like you're crazy. And so it's just interesting how, like, you might be blocking yourself from living your dream life because you are receiving this judgment from others um, about like how unrealistic your dream life is. But it's not unrealistic. It's just that you're in an, in an environment where you are working outside of the norm. But if you were to move somewhere outside of the country, you know, more specifically places in Costa Rica or Tulum, like, like you would be in the norm. Like, that is the norm to follow your dreams. That is the norm to be a creative, to be an entrepreneur. And it just made me realize, like, we just have such such an interesting way of living here in America. And then you just move outside and you're just like, whoa, the people that I met and the stories that I heard and, like, the the businesses that I learned about that, you know, the people I met are are creating and running it's just absolutely mind-blowing and then you come back to America and you're like what like what are we doing here like is everybody just working with a means to an end and you know working 40 50 60 hours a week just trying to get by living paycheck to paycheck I mean hell like in Costa Rica you can get like a house for like six hundred dollars a month Like, I just, and then people are like, oh, you know, I could never travel full time. Like, I could never live outside of America. Like, oh, I would love to live on the beach. I would love to live in the jungle. I would love to live in Costa Rica or Mexico or Bali. But like, I can't do that. I need to save up all this money. No, you don't need to save up money. 
because it's literally cheaper to live in those countries than it is to live here in America. You would literally be, like, it's almost impossible to save money here, but you would be saving money living in those other countries. You just need to save up for a plane ticket, which could be as low as $300, $400, you know, to get to, like, you know, the southern part of, of the North American North American continent. Um, so, yeah, one of, like, the main things I've learned is just, like, how different other countries are, how realistic and reasonable it is to live in those other other countries, um, and how interesting it is that so many people feel like they can't live out their dream lives when it only feels unrealistic because it's it's not the norm here in America. It's it's just really really crazy. Okay, let's dive into number four. The number four lesson that I have learned from leaving my relationship to travel the world is that there is an abundance of love and connection and experiences. So this conversation, I'm trying to decide like how transparent I want to get, how much I want to share about this because this kind of gets into... um, you know, even just how I'm processing my breakup. And I kind of want to talk about like my, my dating experience a little bit as well. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, I, I am an oversharer, you guys. I'm like totally an oversharer, especially on the podcast. And it's like so funny because a lot of the people that I like, uh, am meeting and having relationship with, like, will listen in on my podcasts, and I just feel like I share so much on here, which is a part of my brand and a part of my marketing. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna start talking, and we'll just we'll just get into it. So there is an abundance of love, connection, and experiences. Um, where do I even want to go from there? So the first thing that I will say is that if you are going through a breakup and you are attached to your partner. Like, if you're really struggling with your breakup, it's because you are attached to your partner. And um, the way to get out of attachment, um, I was actually talking to my friend Walter about this, like, when I started kind of seeing some people again, and like, just meeting people that I was having a connection with, you know, I was asking him, like, how how do you have connection and relationship with people without getting attached? Because that's, like, the really big issue. And that's causes a lot of our issues and our problems, uh, not even in relationship in general, just attachment, right? I think, is it the Buddha that says um, – desire is the root of all evil. Is that correct? I feel like I should look that up right now. I'm going to look up, look that up so I don't butcher that. Um, Desire is the root of all suffering. Yep, it's in Buddhism uh, that he says, I think it's desire is the root of all suffering. I think that is the quote. Desire is the root of all suffering. Yep, that's correct. Um, desire and attachment and, and, you know, being, you know, I guess desire and attachment are a little bit different, but like same, same, but different, right? 
it's like when we are, you know, so hooked on something and we want something so bad, like, of course we're going to suffer. Of course we're going to be in this lack. Of course we're going to be in this, like, this, this heartbroken space. And, you know, it's still normal to feel sadness and hurt and grief and sorrow and, and, and feel heartbroken when going through a breakup because you are, you know, dealing with the death of, of a relationship, the death of a phase of your life, a part of your life and, and a part of your identity. So it's still normal to feel hurt, but we cause, you know, there's a difference between pain and suffering and it's normal to feel that pain and that hurt, but we cause so much unnecessary suffering by being so like attached to somebody. And so when I was talking to my friend Walter about it, I'm like, how, how do you have relationship with somebody, experience life with somebody, love somebody without getting attached? Like, I just don't understand because when you do love somebody so much, you have that desire to be with them all the time. You have that desire to become one with them. Um, and also a, a certain level of attachment is not necessarily bad, right? It's normal to become attached with somebody when you are in love with them and creating life with them and having experiences with them. But there is this unhealthy level of attachment where we feel like I need this person and I have to have this person and I need to be with them all the time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, my friend Walter said that the antidote to that is abundance, right? And that is the lesson that I have learned is that there is an abundance of love, an abundance of connections, an abundance of experiences to be had. And I feel like that's how I have like navigated and healed so quickly through this breakup is that I have really tapped into this abundance. Because how can you be attached to somebody when you know that the world is abundant? How can you, you know, be acting in a toxic manner and feeling like I need this person, I need to have this person when you know that there are so many other people out there that you can connect with in the same way, right? Like my relationship that I had was so, 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 so special and I still am feeling some, some little like at some level I am feeling still a little bit of attachment to that because I still am in that like kind of mindset of you know how am I going to find something as special as this or as special as what I had um but on on the same level I have created relationships in these past three or four months that have made me realize and have opened my mind to the possibility that there are like relationships and connections and experiences that are just as special. They're different, but they're just as amazing. Um, And I think that when you can open your mind to that and see that and experience that, that is when you can truly heal from a breakup in a relationship um, is just realizing that like there's no such thing as losing something or losing somebody. Um, I mean, I guess you can lose somebody, but you you aren't actually losing 
somebody or losing, you know, experiencing those feelings that you did because the world is so abundant and you get to experience those same feelings again or something better. It's just going to be different. That's kind of the hard part for me personally, like getting real honest and and real is that just realizing it's going to be different than what I've already experienced. But having the mindset that, you know, it's going to be different, but it could be even better. That's how you truly heal because then you can appreciate what you had. You can love what you had. You can still mourn the loss of what you had and also realize like you don't have to have that person to experience incredible things. You can still experience incredible things without them and that might be by yourself and that might be with somebody else but you you never lose anything. You never, you know, unless you believe that things are just going to get worse, then things will get worse. But if you believe that things get to be better and you believe that there's still like, you know, if you've had all these incredible experiences with your past partner or just in a past phase of your life, like you get to hold the belief that like those were the best days of my life so far. And truly believe that the best days of your life are still to come. And if you trust in the abundance of that, like that will show itself. Like I, you know, the times that I had in the past couple of years, I have had some absolutely mind-blowing, incredible experiences. Like absolutely mind-blowing. I didn't even know it was possible to experience things like that in this lifetime. And I had experiences just as amazing or better in these past three months after my breakup. And, you know, I had this moment um, on the beach in Tulum. I was with my good friend Faye and we, we went to Chris Lake at a place called Mia in Tulum. Uh, it's an amazing venue. If you ever go to Tulum, see and check out like what's going on at Mia Um, because it's so, so, so fun. I actually had two nights there that were like absolutely incredible, but I was there with my friend Faye and we were like laying on this little like, like day bed thing on the beach and I was just sitting there and we're just like laying down, just enjoying Chris Lake's playing in the background you know, we're on our little trippy vibe and we're like laying there and I'm like looking at her. I'm like, Faye, like this is absolutely the best night of my life. Like this is the best night of my life. But then I sat there and I realized like, oh my God, I've said that so many times in the past couple of weeks. Like every weekend I was like, this is the best night of my life. This is the best night of my life. This is the best night of my life. And it dawned on me and I sat there and had this like epiphany kind of moment or like this like everything was like coming together moment where I was like, oh my God, it's not that this is the best night of my life because I've said that every night. It's that my life is just this good. It really is this good. And it just made me realize like, yeah, it really truly does get to be better. It really, really does. Um, and, And that's like the whole reason I feel like I've done so well through this breakup is that I'm truly creating a life that is just as amazing as it was with my partner. 
And I, you know, I was uh, recently watching a reel from breakup coach Dorothy, um, who inspires me so much. And she has so much amazing wisdom about breakups. And I really, really align with her philosophies. And she was saying that the way that you heal from your breakup is to hold two different beliefs, right? If you hold these two beliefs, this is how you will heal. And one belief is that my life with my ex was absolutely incredible. And then the other belief is that my life without my ex is absolutely incredible. And when you can hold both of those beliefs at the same time, that is what puts you in your power and that is what helps you heal. And yeah, I really got to experience that these past three or four months of just having experience over and over and over again of me saying this is the best night of my life to see that like, wow, I really am not missing out on anything by you know, um, not being in this relationship anymore. Of course, there's so many things that I miss and there's so many things about that relationship that were so special that absolutely cannot be replicated. Um, which again, side note, sidebar, like that's still hard for me that, you know, my experiences are always going to be different. Um, but I really got to experience that life gets to be just as amazing And you just have to believe in that and trust in that and trust that the world is abundant and that there are so many people out there. Guys, like I didn't realize how many amazing people are out there, even even steering away from romantic relationships and just in the friend department. I have always had a hard time making friends and like really, really connecting with people. Okay, drink break one sec. I've always had a really, really hard time connecting with people. And even just the friends that I met in Costa Rica and in Tulum. I mean, these people are my soul family, like soul fucking family. And I never thought I would find soul family again. Like I thought that I had found them and that if I ever lost them, then I would lose that. Like that was a once in a lifetime experience for me to find my soul family. I'll never find them again. Nope. There's more out there there are more and you just have to keep following like your authenticity and trusting in that and following the universe following the bread comes bread bread comes (laughs) bread crumbs of where you're supposed to be and just keep following that and like you will find what is for you so yeah the fourth lesson that i learned was there is an abundance of love and connection and experiences and holding on to your previous loves, your previous connections, your previous experiences and like being so attached to them and desiring them so much and like like pretty much just like holding on to them for dear life and trying to force them to still be in your life. Like that is blocking like the new experiences. That is blocking the abundance of new love, of new connection, of new experiences. And so you just have to trust and And trusting in that abundance is how you get out of attachment. So if you're feeling super attached to people, to your ex, like the way that you diminish that attachment, the way that you get out of that attachment is trusting in the abundance. Because why would you be scared about losing somebody if you know there is somebody else just as amazing right around the corner or or even more amazing? How can you be attached to somebody when there's more out there? How, even um, 
the conversation of FOMO. Like I know I'm getting kind of like off topic now, but little tangent about FOMO. Every time my clients talk about FOMO, it brings up the conversation of abundance because FOMO and, you know, the fear of missing out. How can you have fear of missing out when you like if you know there is an abundance of other experiences, right? How can you feel sad about missing like one party or one festival or just your friends hanging out one time when you know that like there there's no missing out because there's literally an unlimited amount of other experiences. All right, so you miss out on one. There's a million more. It's it doesn't even it doesn't even matter that you miss out on that one thing because there is an abundance of of more. You get to have everything that you want. And if you miss out on one thing, like, so what? All right. If, you know, if you're dating one person and it doesn't work out, all right, so what? Why be so heartbroken about it? Why be so sad? Why be so, you know, attached to them? There is an abundance of more people waiting for you. And the only reason you're not seeing that is because you're you're literally holding on for dear life to this other person or experience or thing. So just just trust in the abundance of of everything. There's always more. There's always more. There's always more. And I know I said that I might get into a little bit of like the details about like dating and stuff too. Um, and like I think right now in my life, um, I do want to share this and maybe be a little bit more open about this, kind of just like open the conversation to this. I don't know how like deep into this I will get. Um, but this whole topic of abundance is kind of why I'm exploring the realms of just like polyamory and kind of getting out of this like monogamous mindset. And it's not like I'm going to be like this forever and I don't know like where things are going to take me and I'm taking it day by day, but I'm really loving like yeah, just exploring this world of of polyamory and being able to like have relationship with multiple people and be in love with multiple people and just have multiple partners um, to experience life with because, I mean, I've just met so many incredible people and I feel like the connections that I have with them, they all serve different purposes, right? And um I just don't love the idea of just being attached to one person and making it like they have to be my one all be all because like there's one person that I can do these things with and one person that gives me this and one person that I experience these different things with. And I just think it's such a beautiful concept. And, you know, in the future, if I do get ready to settle down or if I want kids, then of course I'm going to explore more of like a monogamous route or if I find somebody that I just really desire to be monogamous with and I'm like, hey, like I just like we're supposed to be experiencing life together right now, like you are my person right now, then I'm not going to like fight that and be like, no, like I need to be polyamorous. Um, but at this point in time, like I just think it's such a beautiful experience and something that I'm like loving experiencing to just play with, like just not being a attached to somebody and being able to explore the abundance of of this world right 
Um, and there are so many people that I've connected with and I just think it's, it's almost, um, like not empowering or not beneficial to have to like pick one, right? Like if I'm connecting with all these different people, why do I have to like pick one and cut everybody else off when like I get to just experience different things with different people and experience love in so many different ways? Um, and yeah, I just think it's such such a beautiful thing to experience. So probably talk more on that on that later and do a couple other podcast episodes with some other creators around this topic. Um, but yeah, anywho, I just, I, I'm just obsessed with abundance and being able to have everything that you want and not having to pick and choose and not having to sacrifice. Um, of course, sacrifice is beautiful and empowering in, in other ways, right? Sacrificing in, in the sense of just like, you know, putting other priorities above other things just in life in general, but yeah, we shouldn't have to, to pick and choose, and I want to steer away from attachment, um, and I just think it's really beautiful. Okay, enough on that. I just, I feel like I just talked for like 30 minutes about that. (laughs) Okay, number five. Um, The fifth thing that I have learned from just this digital nomad lifestyle is that having unlimited freedom is actually a different kind of difficult. Um, yeah, I'm really, really navigating and, and learning to navigate, like having ultimate freedom. Everybody wants ultimate freedom. They want freedom of their time. They want freedom of their location, freedom of their finances. But I will tell you, it is a different type of difficult. Like I didn't realize, you know, actually how hard it would be because it just seems like a dream, right? When you are in a structure, right? You're going to school or you have a job or you have a partner and you have these kinds of like almost like rules and structure, like all you want is to have freedom. But then once you have the freedom, I mean, guys, like I am single. I have complete freedom of my time, complete freedom of my location, complete freedom on my finances. I have like free flights so I can literally go wherever I want. Like I can do whatever the fuck I want. I didn't realize how scary that is and how much you learn about yourself when you don't have somebody else telling you what to do and you don't have anywhere to be and you don't have anybody watching over you or monitoring you and you don't have anyone to report back to it's like a little bit scary of just like, (gasps) it was so easy to just like be like healthy and work on my business when I was just like sitting in my apartment in LA with nothing to do and nowhere to go. And just like, I never wanted to leave the house. So I was just like sitting in the house. I didn't have friends. Like I just worked on my business and worked on myself. Now, my lifestyle is so, so, so different and it's been interesting to watch myself and see kind of like my tendencies and my habits and like my priorities have changed, my values have changed, my habits have changed, like literally everything has changed. Um, and 
like I'm not trying to diminish the beauty of freedom like it is the best thing that's ever happened to me but I will just tell you guys it is a different kind of difficult like it, it is actually a challenge and it is actually harder than you might think that it is and yeah I'm not trying to take away from from what it is because I'm so grateful for what I have um and I wouldn't trade it for the world I would not trade it for the world ever but it is just difficult. And so I'm exploring right now, just navigating different priorities and um, or like navigating different ways of of having priorities and creating a little bit of structure for myself. Um, but it is one lesson that I have learned, or I guess I'm still learning, uh, but just an interesting thing that I wanted to share that I think that most people don't really think about. People don't really realize what it's actually like to have that type of freedom and be an entrepreneur. Um, and it's just, it's just different. It's just different. Okay. Number six. We'll leave this one off on a positive note. Um, the sixth thing that I have learned from leaving my relationship to travel the world is that we are way more powerful than we think that we are. Way more powerful. Um, when I'm in a relationship, I've realized, and, and not even in a full relationship with any, like, man in general, I feel like I turn into, like, like baby mode <laughs> a little bit. Like, for example, okay, if there is like a can of something, right? Like I'm cooking and they're like food, peanut butter jar. I don't know. There's a can of something and I am with a man and it's hard to open. I'm like, oh my God, I can't open it. Please help me. My man comes to the rescue. They open it for me. I'm like, oh my God, thank you so much. If I'm with like my friends or say like my siblings and my little sister like can't open something and it's really hard to open, I'm like, oh my God, give it to me. I'll open it. I fucking got this and she'll give it to me and I will just find a way to open it. Like I, I got it. I will solve it. And it's just interesting that like when I'm in a relationship and I think that, you know, I'm, I usually date very, very giving and caring men. Like I just kind of let them take over and do things for me. And I kind of turn into like, you know, I want to be taken care of, but I maybe let it go a little too far where I'm just like, you know, I just let them do so many things for me. Um, but then once I don't have them, right, if they're not there and then I'm like with other people or whatever, it's like I can do anything and I can handle anything. And I'm just like so fucking powerful. And I didn't realize how much I maybe let my independence and power kind of slip away from me because I was in a relationship where I was so loved and taken care of. Um, but once I got to Tulum and I was by myself in Mexico, that really showed me how much strength I have and how powerful I really am. And I'm like so grateful for that experience where I was shown like when I don't have a man with me or when I don't have anybody with me, 
How do I react to certain, you know, stressful scenarios? How do I react when I can't open the peanut butter jar? How do I handle things when I don't have somebody there to lean on? And I mean, when I was in Tulum, literally, like I was staying at my friend Julietta's. You guys know Julietta. If you don't, I have a couple podcast episodes with her. Um, I was staying at her home and she has like a scooter because everyone in Tulum, I would say most people in Tulum get around on little like scooters, right? Motorized scooters. And when I was there, um, I need like, okay, the first like couple days or maybe even like the first day I was there, I needed to go get something. So I was like, cool, I'll go take the scooter. And I go out there and I'm like struggling to even turn it on. I don't even know how to turn this thing on. The security guard had to like come help me because I literally just didn't even know how to work the thing. And I he ended up like helping me start it. I got on that scooter and I just went for it. Like, and that's the thing. Like if I had a partner, if I was with somebody at the time and in a relationship, I don't think I would have just taken this experience by the balls and just like fucking did the damn thing I would have been like oh help me like I can't do it no I had no other option you guys like I got on this thing well I guess I had a man man help me start it but that's just because I like I was uneducated on how to even start the scooter (laughs) but once I got it started I got on that thing and just like went for it and I had never even ridden any type of thing like this in my life like I have driven a car that is the only automobile I have ever driven and I and like the roads in Tulum are not amazing and I just went for it and I went like way far down into Tulum went to the store went to the beach whatever and um, before I did that, like when I was trying to start it, I had texted Julie and been like, hey, how do I start this thing? She was busy. She hadn't texted me back. And then she texted me back like an hour or two later. And I was like, oh yeah, like I got it. I got it to start. You know, I went to the store. I went and did this. And she was like, wait, what? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, have you ever ridden a scooter like that? Like, have you ever? I was like, no. She's like, you've never done that before. I was like, nope. And she was like, bro, you just took that thing by the balls and just went for it. And I was like, yep. She was like so shocked. Um, But I just like figured it out. And it was like a little bit scary. And, you know, just like driving on the roads and doing the whole thing. But like I had no other choice. Like I had to go get some things. I wanted to go to the beach. And I just, I just figured it out. Um and there I mean there was other times in Tulum where like one time I got lost like in the slums of Mexico like I was just driving around in like what felt like a really scary part of Mexico you know there was times where I like got stuck on like really really bumpy roads where it was literally like the Indiana Jones ride at Disneyland like I was I was in Mexico alone on this automobile that I had never had any experience with just like just figuring it out and that's when I realized when I don't have anyone else to lean on that is when my real power comes out and I can see actually how I react to things actually how I handle things Um, and it made me realize like I am way more powerful than I ever even realized that I was Um, 
and and you guys are too. You're way more powerful than you think that you are. You just maybe have never been put in the situation or the position to bring that out of you where you have no other option but to handle it. Like I always say, like when one of my clients is really struggling with limiting beliefs and they're like, I just can't do it. I just can't do this. I'm really struggling with this. Like I just can't do it. And I'm like, okay, if you were offered a million dollars right now to figure this out, could you figure it out? Or would you do it? Or if your family was literally being held at gunpoint right now in this moment, would you be able to do it? And they were like, yeah, I'd be able to do it. I'd be able to figure it out. If my family was literally held at gunpoint, I would figure out how to do this. Whether it's a simple task or building a whole damn business, I would fucking figure it out because like lives are on the line or a million dollars is on the line. And that's what I tell them. Okay, well, then you can do it. Your mind is just stopping you. And um, yeah, we just, we really are way more powerful, way more resourceful, way more intelligent than we give ourselves credit for. We just sometimes are not given that space to actually tap into that and our mind or just just us in general is just getting in our own way. And so that's been a really important lesson for me to learn. Um, Number six is just we are way more powerful than we think that we are. Um, So yeah, those are those are the lessons that I wrote down. I'm sure there's so many other lessons that I have learned, you know, of just surrender and, you know, um, abundance and, you know, there's just a bunch of other lessons I'm sure that I've learned, um, throughout all of this, but those are the six that came to mind immediately. And so I'm just trusting that those are the ones that are meant to come through on this podcast. Um, and they've just been such important lessons and I've just learned so much just in general about life and myself and really my, my mind, my eyes have just been like so opened these past four months um, of just like so many, so many things, so many things. I mean, last year when I was like in the most successful part of my business so far, I was just so on my high horse and felt like I had life figured out. I had business figured out. I had everything figured out. Like I was on my high fucking horse and now being thrown into different situations, different scenarios, different environments, like it's just made me realize like how much more there is to learn in this lifetime. Um, and it's exciting. It's so exciting to know that there's so much learning ahead of me. I'm about to go to England again next week. So I'll go to Vegas this weekend. Then I'll go to England next week. Um, I guess when this recording comes out, I will be just about leaving to England um, probably going to stop in Barcelona, see my friend Julieta, um, and then I'll be in, back in Utah a little bit. I'm going to go to Das Energy. I'm going to go to Imagine Music Festival, um, and then I will be back in Tulum in October, and I will be living there for five months because I just know there's so much more learning and transforming for me to do in Tulum, uh, and I'm just like so excited to to experience that. So, those are kind of my plans for the next couple months. Um, all right, I'm already at an hour here. I'm trying to decide if I want to answer some hotline calls. I think maybe I'll save that for its own episode. 
So my next solo episode will definitely be me answering some questions from the Discord server, our Discord community, and also answering some hotline calls. I think an hour is a good <laughs> a good time um, for a full solo episode. I've just been chatting away. So we'll leave it at that. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I hope you guys... Um, learned a little bit from the lessons that I've learned in these past couple months. And um, yeah, if you guys love this episode, make sure that you guys share it. Make sure you tag me. Um, If you guys had any breakthroughs or takeaways from this episode, feel free to reach out and DM me. I would absolutely love to hear about them. But other than that, hope you guys love this. I hope you guys have an incredible week this week. And I will catch you guys in my next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Breaking Butterfly podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would absolutely love if you left Breaking Butterfly a rating and a review. If you do leave a review to show my appreciation, please screenshot it and send it to maddie at maddiemaple.com and we will send you over my complete collection of resources for your evolution. This is filled with PDFs and eBooks, all of my free masterclasses, and a bunch of other resources to help you become your highest and most confident self. Also, to help further along your journey, don't forget to join our Breaking Butterfly community on Discord. The link is in the show notes, and so is the Breaking Butterfly hotline phone number. Remember to call in, ask your juiciest questions, ask for advice, and I will be supporting you guys on air on the Breaking Butterfly podcast. Thank you guys so much for being here with me week after week, and I will catch up with you guys in the next episode. Bye.